0: My name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies that are in my collection. In this episode, I am sitting with my friend Sarah Beal. We are going to be talking about the movies Adaptation and Adventures in Babysitting. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad you could be here on this wonderful Saturday afternoon to talk about fun things while eating candy and drinking alcohol. It's a good day. (laughs) Woo! Um, I guess we're gonna start with um, Adaptation, the 2002 movie directed by Spike Jones. I apparently haven't watched a lot of my movies in a really long time because (laughs) I'm starting to realize I don't remember so much. (laughs) I have forgotten so much about everything. It's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But I'll let you start. Like what what did you think of the movie? Of Adaptation? Yeah.
1: So I only watched this movie because you had asked me to be on this podcast and we were going to be talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I was filled with such rage when I realized what it was.
0: Oh, really? Why?
1: Um, our good friend Charlie Kaufman is racist. There...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to ask? Am I... Do you wait? Do you hold on? Are you actually talking about the writer, Charlie Kaufman, or are you talking about the character in the movie, Charlie Kaufman? I'm talking about
1: whatever iteration of Charlie Kaufman that exists to make this movie
0: <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's it's agonizing to me. Oh, God. Okay, well, I, I mean, I must admit, like, while watching the movie, I found it a bit tiring, but I found it interesting, right? I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was overdone yes it was melodramatic at certain points or or whatever but at the same time i was okay with it but like i i need i need more explanation of this this like oh charlie Kaufman. <laughs> uh so uh
1: oh where to start okay we'll start at the beginning so mm-hmm. it's a uh, I i think it's like a uh, internal uh narration mm-hmm. of what's happening at the beginning and then it's like uh, and then it's, like, a montage of the history of humankind. Yeah. Which is, like, so self-indulgent.
0: To which, also, which is also revisited within the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess. But then it's, like, also... So, the ultimate, I think, theme of this movie is, like, the anguish and anxiety associated with uh, the creative process. Mm. And, and Charlie Kaufman maybe the real-life writer and producer of this film, also the character by Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. can't come to terms with the fact that you need to have a story in order to produce a story. Yeah. And so he, he, it's just him belaboring that point for like, so basically my major problem with the movie, an hour and 15 minutes of exposition, 30 minutes of action. <laughs>
0: That is true. That is. But I mean, the whole, the whole, it's one of those movies about movies movies. If you, if you know what I mean. Like this, this whole movie is literally about him writing the script for this movie. Yeah. But like, think about it. I, so I have
1: an English degree from York and I think this, Ooh oh, wait, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I believe the slogan is if you went to York, you can hold a fork. <laughs> <laughs> and I know as a capable fork holding individual, that you need action in a movie. So mm. why are you making a movie about your inability to make a movie until you finally choose to make
0: that movie? But there's lots of movies out there that don't have quote unquote action in it. Name one that doesn't have action in it. Hold on, hold on. Let me look. Let me look over here. For... Wait, we were uh, before we started recording, we were talking about movies. The movie Lady Bird doesn't really have any action in it. Yeah, it is. It's about her choice of, like, going to university
1: and her, that, like, coming-of-age moment of separation of, like, childhood and adulthood.
0: Yeah, but the movie adaptation that's, is that's about a, a, <laughs> a, is about the creative process and how does one create a story, right? right. And how does one, like, build on something else to make it something
1: new? But do we go to movies to look about the artistic process of
0: making movies unless we're going to see a documentary about how documentary films are made. But the way this movies I mean it's sort of like um, I'm not going to say it's, it's like a documentary but it's like um, how do I describe it? Like, It's like having a view to the inner workings of something. And I don't think there's anything wrong with making a movie about the inner workings of how movies are made. There's lots of movies out there that are movies within movies about movies
1: okay so that okay okay i can agree with you on that Mm. that it's a a a movie about making a movie but then my second problem comes into effect where the movie is ultimately charlie kaufman talking about charlie kaufman and he maybe has some significant misogynist
0: views about women oh yeah no he's (laughs) a horrible person I am not. I am not saying he's a good guy in any way, shape, or form. Like, he dude. is pervy. Like, he. I mean, he self internalizes most of it, which is great. But the problem is because you're seeing the movie from his point of view, you get to see his internal views of women and how he literally always just meets a woman and turns him into them into a sexual object. Like, that's all he ever does, and that's what makes him so weird and stuttery and confused and all that kind of stuff right
1: yeah and not only that i think it goes further as to like to say that it's not only his point of view but it's his it's the only point of view Mm. so like when he is interpreting Meryl Streep for instance which is the female writer of the novel it's not from so even though Meryl Streep has some narration in the film it's not from her
0: perspective it's from his perspective writing her perspective and so but isn't it more I, I mean I understand what you mean but isn't it more like those parts where she's narrating it's actually him reading her book but like him interpreting her words. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, and, and, and so that's why I thought it was so funny and so frustrating that when he's having difficulty adapting her novel, it's, uh, he never talks to her directly about it. He instead fantasizes about her, uh,
0: inappropriately, mm-hmm. I might add, and then stalks her? Like, that's not cool. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and then sends in his brother in his place to meet her, and then his brother just comes up with a scheme. But the, the thing is, that whole scheme at the end, too, I keep trying to figure out the way the movie is, because as soon as his brother comes in to help him with the script, the, to- the whole tone of the film changes, yeah, right? Yeah. And... I know it's because of the brother's influence, but within the movie, in, like, the world of the movie, I keep trying to figure out if at that point in time it switches to the movie being made, or is it actually happening in their world, if you understand what I mean. So is this the end product of the adaptation,
1: is what you mean? Yeah.
0: Like, is that scene, like, is his brother actually really alive and they just threw that into the movie for, like, some extra little bit or whatever because that whole sequence is such a dialogue tonal theme wise different than the whole rest of the movie as soon as his brother shows up and they're in the 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 i think it's his hotel room
1: yeah
0: um talking about it and he's just like no we gotta to have some action and blah blah blah, and then as soon as that happens, he's like, "I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna do this," and then there's an action sequence, and then there's like a chase, and then there's right. they're in the bayou and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, "But based on the character we know of Charlie Kaufman, he would never do that." So know? I
1: think I think uh, it was exposed to us earlier in the movie that the brother was just a device of a uh, multiple t- personality disorder. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's and I then, so by the point where we have to reconcile some action, because then it's otherwise we have no final act or the mm-hmm. third act, which mm-hmm. Charlie Kaufman says he doesn't know about, anyways, and I think he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this so we entered the third act with the action totally of the brothers doing so, or of the multiple personality um, disorder. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think the whole thing was just the movie, even so much so that when. Uh, Nicolas Cage gives that speech at the end to Meryl Streep about you're just a lonely blah 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 woman. I'm like how you don't even know this woman. It's been your interpretation of her the entire entire time. So uh, that's why I think it's it's of his
0: own device and entirely. Yeah, he's never, he's never actually talked to her at any point in time, you know? Like, he stalks her, shows up at her house. Yeah, she's on drugs and high or whatever, but that's not his business at that point in time. It's like, who are you and why are you there? You know? And then he automatically comes up with this idea of what she is and who she is and why she's doing what she's doing instead of actually interacting with her on a level that lets you know who she is you know and it's I that part did actually get me really mad because I'm like who are you to judge yeah you have no reason to judge because you are not any better than she is at all and not only that it was like it was all these prolific
1: women in this movie like there's Meryl Streep and it's Judy Greer and it's Maggie Gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. and they're all these these amazing actresses and they all just get treated
0: terribly well because even the um the girl that he like the first girl he has like a crush on all that kind of stuff and Amelia Amelia But she's a, what, a cellist or pianist or violinist? She's a classical um, musician. Um, She's gone to school. She has this ability. And he just kind of, she's clearly likes him, clearly in love with him, quote unquote. And then he waits. Yeah, I know he finally gets the guts, but he waits to the very end where he's, she's like in a relationship. She's good. And all he can think of is himself. And it's just like, I love you. And he's like, she's like, why are you doing this? Like, and that's a legitimate question for her to ask. Like, why are you doing this now? There's, wh- what do you expect me to do? You know, I don't, she probably doesn't feel that way about him anymore because she has somebody else who treats her correctly in her life. And I, out of nowhere, she's expected to like drop everything and go running to him now. No, well, that's this not going to happen. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I hate the movie. I'll say it. I hate it. (laughs) Get it off your shelf, Daisy. (laughs) I still found it, I found it intriguing. Because, yes, he's a misogynistic. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the women are just objects throughout the whole film. But at the same time, just the idea of how this film is put together is interesting to me. You know, it's not it's not even you can't even call it linear storytelling. You can't call it like an introspection. You can't call it, you know, character study because it's him writing about himself in a way that he has multiple personalities and coming up with tropes and, you know, breaking tropes and all that kind of stuff. It's just I think it's just an interesting film in general. You don't have to like them but the film itself is interesting.
1: I think uh, the moment I was completely lost or there, there was no point of return for me it was uh, the moment he's meeting with his agent and mm-hmm. his agent points to this girl that never gets a speaking line in the movie and he said, "I after her in the A.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and I was like... Oh my God. Yeah, that was, um, the, that was the guy from office space what's yes. his name uh i remember laughing really hard at that <laughs> and being like i was like not laughing like haha that's funny more like haha that's uncomfortable and gross <laughs> so i cuz i was just like what the cheese that's horrible like ron livingston that's his name <laughs> and i was just like i was <laughs> like If you from this movie met you in Office Space, the Office Space you would Would hate hate your ass and you would hate hate yourself. Like, oh, it's just. Ugh. Uh, But so it was like, I was. I, I feel like
1: in that moment, it was like. That's when it really showed me that Charlie Kaufman was, in fact, like, he pictured himself in this role. And I was like, I think this is a representation of you and your life in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And that part really solidified it for me. And I was like, I think you maybe did have a conversation with somebody in a power position that maybe said something like that to you. And so now this is real to me. And if mm. this is real, then I'm out.
0: <laughs> well, I think, I think one of the biggest problems, especially now with like the me too movement and you know, all of these things coming out of Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just a reminder that, you know, people are gross. <laughs> like that's just, that, that's all it is. It's, it's a reminder that people are disgusting And especially people in power will take advantage of that power to get whatever they want from people. And they don't care. I mean, at a certain point, you have a certain amount of money, you have a certain amount of power. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. You just just say whatever you feel like, do whatever you feel like, and you just get away with it at a certain point because you're like, no, this is the guy that's in charge. He's the president or he's this, he's the director. Just go with it and that's what we're trying to change and this movie clearly shows that this has been something that's been around for we all know it but it's been around for a long time i mean this came out in 2002 why didn't the me too movement start at that point in time well because you had characters like that in a movie
1: (laughs) but i think that's the moment for me where i was like oh i i can't suspend my disbelief anymore Mm -hmm. to think that maybe this is reflective of like your artistic process and that if that's the case then i can't be so forgiving to you that if it's just sheerly an expression of that Mm -hmm. like if you want to uh analyze film for film's sake then then maybe be more but this isn't film for film's sake this is your perspective
0: for your perspective's sake can't, can't it be still like an amalgam of personalities that he's met like I mean sure maybe he is a little neurotic and all that kind of stuff in real life fine but maybe you know the character that he creates for the film is based on him but a lot of the stuff that is outwardly offensive or ridiculous or maybe just sort of ludicrous mainly has to do with the people that he's met like other writers that he's met he kind of like squished it all together in this one character that he calls Charlie Kaufman. So Charlie Kaufman, the character. Yeah. That directed John
1: being John Malkovich. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if my suspension of disbelief expands that, that far. far. <laughs> and I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to like Stephen Colbert, right? Where... People thought for a long time Stephen Colbert was like that. And they're like, they couldn't understand that he was playing a character, right? Oh, I can differentiate, and again, certified fork holder. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I know you can, okay? You with your fork. You got it up. And proud, you know? Eat your food with it. It's great. I totally understand it. But at the same time, it, I mean, it is possible to create a character that gets confused with you because you decided to use the same name because of whatever uh what would you call it um uh, when you're full of yourself
1: uh, narcissist yeah narcissistic solipsistic behavior. asshole Cause... wait wait womb envy i think that's womb what you're MB? describing womb MB. Uh, okay because you like... can't give birth to yourself so you have to fabricate a version of
0: yourself that's true <laughs> i mean you know i don't have that issue he probably has that issue. <laughs> whatever um but yeah i mean i always think like when it comes to movies whatever character is being portrayed whether it be based on a character or not is never the real character but I still understand it's still a movie it's still a movie but I completely understand why you hate Charlie Kaufman I get it based on your explanation I get it (laughs) it's totally fine I don't think he's particularly I don't hate him I don't particularly like him and I also don't think I'd ever want to meet anybody like that (laughs) but at the same time hate is a strong word on my side (laughs) (laughs) So can we vote
1: movies off your shelf in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm forwarding this one for nomination.
0: <laughs> well, we can vote them off after we've watched them. So we're, we're all good there. We're all good. I mean, there are definitely a few movies on there that I'm not looking forward to watching simply because of their content... Um, or people who are in them. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't know if I can watch this movie. Like mm. I just don't. Yeah. So, um, we'll see when we get there. How, how well <laughs> it's gonna I be do a journey. It's going to be a journey. Uh, one thing you'll, you'll realize is that I don't do like gangster movies, horror movies, or, um, like war movies very well. I think it's because they're, well, not horror movies necessarily, but like, especially gangster and war movies and stuff. They're based in reality, and I think it's just, it's a little too much for me. Like, yeah. I, I connect them to things that Real. actually happening to yeah. people. Whereas, like, if you, like, I can I can watch Rambo. I can watch Death It's called Proof. having empathy. Yes, <laughs> I, I have empathy. It, I mean, it's a flaw in my personality, <laughs> and I, I, I try to get over it sometimes, but it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't think Andy, no, sorry, not Andy. Charlie, uh, Charlie Kaufman has <laughs> empathy. <laughs> He does not. He does not have empathy in any way, shape, or form. Um, he is just... The reason why he... Like, I was going to call him sex-starved, but he starves himself of sex because of how he objectifies women. I think he's technically an incel. An incel? What's an incel? Oh, the involuntary celibate.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a Reddit term, but uh, okay. I think if he existed in 2018 the character version of him mm. as not to be sued. Uh- <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, beware. We speak of Charlie Kaufman, the character in the film adaptation. Thank you. <laughs> not the real person yes. who wrote
1: him. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so he will be an incel. Uh, yes. <laughs> I actually, I thoroughly agree. I thoroughly agree. It's, he puts himself He puts women in a place where he cannot reach them out of his own accord. And not in, like, a a nice place, like a pedestal or something. No. He puts them in this, like, dirty porn pit. (laughs) Oh, Judy Greer. That made
1: me so sad when she took off her shirt like that. I was like, Judy, no. No, not for this. You are better than this. Not
0: for this. Don't do
1: it, Judy. Yeah.
0: Meryl. Yeah.
1: Meryl, not you.
0: Yeah. That was awful. And I know even, it's a like, cage, and, but no. Yeah, Maggie Hall was the same way. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Something
1: about bang in the bush, like uh, that was a hard moment.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she just giggles. She's like, <laughs> I'm like no, "No, that is so funny." Uh, you run, girl. Yeah, like, run away. Get None away. of this. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Um, one of the fun things I did like about the movie, though, which was. Direct reference to the previous movie that he made, which you mentioned, which was being John Malkovich. Now, they actually had like, they were on the set, half the cast was in at least a couple of scenes. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool way to just reference. fold into, into and reference this kind of thing. But at the same time, meeting the writer kind of sullied it a little. But I liked it, I thought it was a good, good way to. I mean, I, I think with, like, being John Malkovich, it's kind of, like, this internal weirdness in general. Yeah. I did and like being John that.
1: Malkovich, I have to say. It's a I, I great thought, movie. It was a great movie. And yeah. also, what's it? Eternal Sunshine of the Spot and Spot? Yes. Like, I, I do have conflicted feelings about that one, but I did
0: ultimately enjoy it, so yeah. I was hopeful for adaptation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Yeah, just... but they're, they're like... They at the end of that movie they're just torturing each other, oh, putting yeah. each other into a cycle. Oh, yeah. And I think like they're dependent on one another and they're just gonna keep that I think that's the sad thing about that movie at the end, is where you realize they are just going to keep going through the cycle over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm and they're not gonna stop it is it is like conflict to the extreme and i like mm-hmm. i
1: like playing on those themes about like how do you drive a story to the extent of the story and that one is i think ultimate conflict yeah of the subconscious and the conscious and that's fascinating but then and then we get to adaptation
0: and i think uh i think he just he didn't hit the right stride yeah yeah he, he sort of missed it basing it on himself but I mean, he was writing a book about flowers. What are you going to write about <laughs> yourself? That's the and then
1: the history of humanity
0: <laughs> and then a narration of your own internal dial. Uh, yeah. That's so self-indulgent. It's so self indulgent. It's <laughs> so self indulgent. Uh, I don't, uh, but I mean, I think the I think one of the reasons why the movie also makes you so angry is because the acting is well done, right? <laughs> I no, I legitimately think Nick Cage at his nick cage does crazy in two ways really <laughs> crappy and really well okay um and i think he did this crazy well he was sweaty and he was fat and he was weirdly hairy and then narcissistic and all that kind of stuff. he was crazy he did it well i can't complain yeah. um chris cooper who i think is he doesn't do enough work personally i think he's an excellent actor i really like what he does when he does it And of course you have Meryl Streep in there. And I know this is probably sacrilegious to say, but usually she steals the show and she did not in this movie. She was just very bland, I find. Um, She didn't have agency. Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Tilda Swinton was in this movie. She looked so normal. It was weird. Um, I like, I find that's what's peculiar about Tilda Swinton is that she can go from outlandish looking to very normal looking. And I think that's what, people like about her especially using her in different roles and stuff in Hollywood but she was so normal looking i was just oh, <laughs> oh my god she's wearing a cardigan what's going on you know i think that's perhaps the one woman in this film
1: that he didn't sexualize in any way mm-hmm. but i think it's only because he was so completely nervous by her
0: yeah i don't think he he viewed her as a woman yeah. like in the typical sense, yeah. yeah 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 right because he was too busy trying to not freak out he couldn't objectify her right <laughs> that that's it that's all that happened um or maybe tilda was just like no nah, i'm not showing my boobs for this movie <laughs> good for maybe her. maybe that's what good it was. for you tilda <laughs> i mean it's not like she Team hasn't done tilda. it in other <laughs> <laughs> movies it's just she's just like no nah, it's not worth it for this movie that's that that was it that was it i get that totally I didn't. I did not remember Judy Greer was in this movie or Maggie Jillen Hall. So when I saw them, I was like, "Oh, look at you! That was fun." <laughs> um, Maggie Jillen Hall is also a person I don't think gets enough credit oh, for the work gosh. that she does. She, yeah, she's incredible. She is great. A movie I wish I had was Stranger Than Fiction. I would love to talk about that movie because that movie is awesome. Oh, I love
1: that movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so good. Um, it's just like every layer and every actor and how the story progresses and. You know, and they they even do the, of course, the narration thing is a whole Well, I think it's more movie, like but. it's
1: referencing, like, the literary tradition in that respect. So mm-hmm. they are kind of, like, acknowledging, like, the supernatural in a way, almost, and how the characters are affected by this, like, narrative structure. But I think, I like that. I, I think that's done in, like, a really well done way. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's not, it doesn't come across as a, um, uh, not cliche, but oh my god! Well, that I don't he- know words today. Apparently, <laughs> uh, brought to you by uh, crazy uncle hard ginger ale. <laughs> You're welcome, people. You're welcome. There's my plug. <laughs> um, what do you call it when um something's done? Oh no! I don't even know how to describe the word I'm trying to look for. Never mind. We're gonna skip that whole bit. Never mind. We're gonna just skip it. We're just gonna go right ahead. But yes, in straight and fiction, that whole voiceover thing works, it works real good, really well. Yeah. I think it's because it's
1: not driven by somebody who ultimately wrote the movie.
0: That might be part of the. <laughs> that might be part of it as well. And the things that she says in it actually adds to the character, or the actually adds to the story development yeah. overall. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem frivolous or pointless. It seems, you know, noteworthy and you, you want to pay attention to words of being said. Right. You know, so I think it works. I think it works really good. What else? Oh, the scene where, um, Chris Cooper's character is telling how he lost his teeth and oh, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, That was like, you, you know, something bad's going to happen just simply because of the setup. Yeah. And like when he's telling the story, but oh, like it was filmed so well, it was paced really well, yeah. and it's it, a I heartbreaking just... moment for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I even so. liked.
1: Uh, I even liked the delivery, mm-hmm. um, the one line delivery he made about something about his ex, and he, he said he just called her like bee and then like moved off and you're like oh no there's something there Mm. and so I was happy in that one moment when they got back to that moment I was like oh good you're not completely like uh, hanging us off the ledge like because we want to know we want to know why the character has no front teeth yeah and like why he's so hardened and why he gave up on the fish so easily Easily. so
0: (laughs) exactly because he
1: is an interesting like character even if he didn't
0: get to be the star of the movie Mm -hmm. I mean, he's interesting, but based on the description of his character, he is also self-righteous and narcissistic as well. He's into himself, but also, like, the part where she's at the dinner party and they're making fun of him, and one of the patrons... um, Hold on, I have a note on this. uh, ...calls him a sociopath for having no teeth. um, And he's like, why is he subjecting people to look at that? I'm like that's none of your business you know like (laughs) why does that make you a sociopath if you have no teeth that's if you want to look at it and judge people aren't you the one being kind of like the sociopath or or being the um you're being judgmental and superficial like that's a reflection on you not on him and like you don't know the person so maybe if you stopped for a second and knew anything about him you'd be like oh you keep having no teeth go right ahead that would be fine (laughs) i'm glad when she got up from the table she would like felt bad about like laughing at him and then the rest of the night was like like a blur for her you know (laughs) because like those people were being very elitist and um frivolous and all that kind of stuff about just because they're like oh he's so quirky he's ridiculous like why does that make him ridiculous
1: I also thought because of the extreme kind of like personalities at the table, I was like, is this even really happening? Is this Andy, or is this, sorry, Andy keep going i'm just gonna say last name anyway he- <laughs> just is this is kaufman like fabricating of what he would imagine this dinner to be like mm-hmm. because like it was so exaggerated to me like it didn't even seem like real conversation i was just like yeah oh, i've never been in a dinner table like that yeah like- it's actually one of
0: the- <laughs> it was one of the few scenes where it di- with her where it didn't start with him like it didn't start with um like a like a voiceover mm-hmm. like he's reading the book yeah it just so jumped to it just jumped to that point and I think like like I said before is that it's his interpretation re- reading between the lines of what she said and she he imagines when they first met she would have made fun of him right or people that she because she's elitist she works for the New Yorker right they would make fun of him That until was just him. it was convenient for them to be lovers in the storyline yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, because you have to have a random love story. in know, the film. You know? Obviously, nothing yeah, happens. We're just that. gonna <laughs> just gonna wedge that in there. It's
1: fine. So, like, especially even by the end, that made me that scene because I remember that scene made me even more angry, and I was like, that didn't even happen. Yeah. <laughs> one of my most infuriating things about movies ever is when they like realize that it's just a dream and like you made us go through all of that for nothing Mm -hmm. because it never happened so I think that's probably why my chords are being like played on this movie is because it's like ultimately feeding into a device that I hate yeah. so much it's true. well
0: because 90% of the movie happens in his head
1: yeah it's true it doesn't happen yeah. it doesn't
0: happen it's just him you know pretending he knows things you know <laughs> like it says three years ago and you're just like That's about the time she's writing the book. Okay, and you're just reading her book now. (laughs) So you are just imagining how their interaction would be like. Without letting her tell it what it would be like. Like, Yeah. When you could have. (laughs) Exactly. And the weird thing about it too is the fact that so at the end of the movie, when well, close to the end of the movie, where they're lost in like the bayou looking for the flower or whatever and he she obviously is completely disillusioned with him when he starts acting like an idiot mm-hmm. right and he just starts grumbling because he can't find what he's looking for and then you see he's actually like just a petty sad man you know trying to make something big out of something that isn't big anymore and then he sends her drugs and she falls in love with him because <laughs> she sends her that's not how that works usually <laughs> i mean She's gonna get off her high, and then still hate him. <laughs> it was very
1: conflicting in that movie. You're like, why are these people like? You can I can understand being temporarily enchance, enchanted enchanted mm-hmm. by someone, but yeah, it seemed like a very forced relationship. Like it wasn't yeah. natural. Wait, do you want to try the dial tone thing right now? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but the thing that i thought was funny about it was the fact that of course like with everything that happens in the movie they talk about it during the script writing part with his back and forth with his brother right. how they they have to force a relationship in movies even when it's not necessary because you can't have a movie without like a love scene yes <laughs> I'm telling you, this this the thing is, is this movie is so meta. It's layer upon layer <laughs> upon layer. That's self-referential. It's, they just get into it. That's that's all it is. That's all it is. And I think that's one of the reasons why, despite the fact that the characters aren't necessarily likable, I accepted this movie for what it
1: is <laughs> I still want action mm-hmm. the moment the camera starts it's like you're just like I don't need it's three seconds <laughs> nothing's blown up what's going on <laughs> I don't need backstory I don't need any context as to it's happening why is it happening I don't need Artist anguish. I Hmm. experienced that in real life. (laughs) I don't need to have that reflected. Back to
0: me on screen from Nicolas Cage. Uh but he like, I mean, you can't go wrong with some Nicolas Cage movies. I'm just I'm just letting you Yes you can. Yes, you can. You can go very wrong with some Nicholas Cage movies. What am I talking about? Have you seen National Treasure? Season of the Witch. Oh my god, I know. i paid to watch that movie in the theater like a crazy person Uh. the worst part is is like sitting in the theater watching that movie the first like 20 minutes of that movie i'm just like oh this is gonna be good (laughs) this is gonna be one of the good ones and then it just goes straight downhill it's not even down a hill it's off a cliff it's just like flat drop just off it's garbage you know 20 minutes of like ooh this is gonna be fun i like what they're setting up here and then Like, uh, what, 60 minutes of garbage. I was like, no, this is... Oh,
1: my God. I was like, I've been 100% disillusioned by Nicolas Cage when last year I went to TIFF and I saw this movie called, I think it was called Dog Day Nights or something like that. And it was just terrible. Like, Mm. just the last 20 minutes of the movie is just like a bunch of weird lighting choices and him trying to do a Humphrey Bogart impersonation. (laughs) Like, it is terrible and like oh just don't watch it and oh, so uh, that really ruined it for me yeah. i was just like i'm not on team cage anymore if you yeah. can like I, I mean <laughs> i must
0: have said, i like some of his older stuff of course oh yeah like, moonstruck moonstruck uh, raising arizona yes. like peggy sue got married um i'm trying to th- i uh, what's the one with the teenage
1: uh superheroes that he's
0: in in the
1: teenage superheroes uh
0: chloe um Merez oh, on. yeah. He's in, um... Uh, 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 oh, my God. Chloe Grace Martinez.
1: Yes. Uh, and he plays
0: the dad. He yeah. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. And Big she's, Daddy, um, she's the daughter. Girl. I love that. Yeah, that movie's great. And why can't I remember the name of it right now? <laughs> Kick-ass. There, Kick there it Oh, uh, I got it. Um, yeah, no, that movie was great. Like, it, it's... But also, he's not the focus of the movie. No. Right? No, he is just in it for, like, half an hour or so, and then he's gone. <laughs> So it's not so bad. Um, I didn't, like, I mean, a couple of years ago he did um, The Weatherman, and he did two movies that year, and I thought both of them are good movies. But it was hit. he was kind of like, he wasn't manic, he was toned down. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it. Oh, it was Lord of War. That was the um, other one. Uh, Lord of War was kind of hard to watch but it's a it's a solid film i must admit maybe rewatching it i might not think so but at the time i thought it was a solid film so, but it's been a while but yeah like he's done some solid stuff but like i'm sorry i'm never going to watch um ghost rider i've never oh, watched it oh i'm bad. glad i've never watched it oh, I... and i love superhero movies and it's a thing that's not going to happen
1: oh wait he was in the teen Titans movie was he really he's superman <laughs> Oh, he finally gets to
0: be Superman! He finally
1: got to be Superman. Oh, okay. That was a
0: great cameo. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm really glad that act live action Superman movie never got made. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Uh, that would have been who was? Is was Darren Aronofsky was supposed to direct it or something? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and I like I saw the the screen test for it. I was like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Everything bad. about this is awful. It's bad. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Sometimes when you give people too much money and too much freedom, they just come up with some nonsense. Bad just, choices. Bad choices. So many bad choices. Um, I guess we could, well, this is not segueing. I'm just changing the subject.
1: Next alphabetical <laughs> movie, please. <laughs> okay, we're
0: going to go, we're going to go completely different and go into adventures and babysitting. You know, classic um hijinks of young people in the 80s amazing we're getting done so that was 1987 directed by chris columbus guy who directed some classic movies including most recently some of the harry potter films and stuff um but yeah he was into 80s hijinks at the time apparently and elizabeth she got her stardom oh started gosh. on there yes um and there were a lot of interesting cameos in there Anthony Rapp was in it. He played the best friend. I was like, what? How <laughs> he's on Star Trek. It's so good. And bringing down... The gay couple. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> the gay couple. That's true. First gay couple on Star Trek. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, you, but the thing that bothered me about it is the fact that... How do I put this? Okay, so you know how in... Despite the third Star Trek movie for like the new movies that came out not too long ago, Star Trek... Into no, not into darkness. What was the third one called? Something Darkness. No, it wasn't Into Darkness, the rathacon Oh, right. One? Uh, I don't know. What's the one? I with remember the... there's a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh my there's god, there's a Beastie Boys oh reference. Uh, Another the, Beastie Boys? No, ever? it's technically it's the same Beastie Boys <laughs> reference. It made me so angry. I was just like, at least pick a different song. We get it. Sabotage a different is cool. Beastie Boys
1: song. They at have least.
0: a lot of songs. Okay, just pick a different. Brass Monkey. Yeah. Undown. The Eggman. Intergalactic. <laughs> yeah, planetary. Frigid. Come on. There's so many choices to be had there. Just do it. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, in that specific movie. That's the one where Su- you find out Sulu's like gay in the right. Star Trek universe—but yeah. they never focus on it, yeah. which is how I think it would work in that time period, right? You know, they get just, like with their lives. It's just it, they're people doing stuff. I don't, whatever. Okay, they're a couple. They—they they probably don't even label it as gay anymore. They're just a couple, right? You know. Whereas I think on the show, at a certain point in time, they focused on it a little too hard, and I was just like, we don't need. All I of haven't. this you know just show them being a couple just show them being normal just show them doing what they do. but then they started to focus and I was like, you don't need the focus on it <laughs> just just to rep- like to represent you don't need to focus on stuff like Michael Burnham they focus more on the fact that she was raised by Vulcans and the fact that she's black, but it's still about representation she's black, right but they're not like hey don't forget. She's got wavy hair. It's natural. And she's black. You know, they don't, you know, one of the helmsmen on, on the crew. I actually don't know what her name is, but she's got like uh, mohawk going on, half her head shade. She's black. They don't focus on her at all. But representation, that's all that matters. And that's what needs to happen in, in well, I guess she's dead now, so I guess there's no more couples. Oh,
1: spoilers. I don't, I don't want. <gasps> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> going to be a hard moment. I don't have
0: premium cable, so I haven't seen them all. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I just okay. assumed they've been watched. <laughs> it's okay. Time is fast. Time is fast. I, spoiler alert. Okay. Um, but, yeah. They'll um, live on in my heart. Yes. In the future. I, personally, I like them as a couple. I thought they were a great couple Aww. on the show. Um. And I was looking forward to seeing more of what will do with that but I have a feeling based on what happens things other things will happen you'll you'll be fine you'll be you'll be fine I'll get through it you'll you'll get through it you'll get through it Uh, so back to of Amazing <laughs> Star Trek talk So Tracy I, well this happened the last episode too broke up into Star Trek talk I get easily distracted by Star Trek people okay you come need on need a second podcast <laughs> random things about Star Trek what's the deal with Data apparently he is programmed with all kinds of sexual things this, ha- this comes up in episode 2 of the show what? <laughs> that's it That's all I got. I'm going to stop now. It's fine. (laughs) Back to Adventures of (laughs) Babysitter. I rewatched this movie, and I think the movie has aged really well. Oh, yeah. And I still enjoy it. Oh, it's such a good movie. Mm
1: -hmm. I love this movie. Even when I was a kid, I love this movie. Like, I love the opening montage. Like, her getting ready for her date. Oh, that that
0: dress is so 80s. (laughs) (laughs)
1: the sparkle and the and she even looks like a 30 year old woman like how Mm. she's like her hair is styled yeah and like Mm. her her makeup choices like she looks older and so i I was always surprised to find like watch it later in life and i've watched it a number of times to be like she's only 17 she's only 17
0: but that's the thing i don't find she looks old though no she's just
1: styled older like i imagine her
0: to be like mature like Mm. she's like 30-year-old woman. Yeah. And like... I know. She's actually 17, you know? <laughs> Unlike the movie Accepted that we watched the, the, the for the last episode where nobody looks anywhere near the age you're supposed to look. <laughs> I personally found... Like, she looked... She seemed mature, but I found she looked appropriate. Right. Like, she didn't look... She didn't look like she was actually 30. She looked young, just styled slightly Right, older. yeah. Like
1: I, like, I think that's why I appreciated her so much was that, like, they never, like... She's never overtly like sexualizing herself in any way. In any like way. she's I think wearing a camel trench coat for mm-hmm. the majority of the film. From
0: her um dead grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's who it belonged to. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so like she's like uh and so I just thought like she had it together. Like mm-hmm. I imagine, even though like they had hijinks that were largely her responsibility and mm-hmm. maybe not the most appropriate choices, but I always thought, like, yes, this is what a woman in charge,
0: it's yeah. like, yeah, she's got well, it and together. especially for a movie that came out in 1987, <laughs> um, they could have put her in like one of those like skin tight mini dresses yeah. or something <laughs> like that, but they didn't, like, they put her. It's a very quintess like you said. It's a quintessential '80s dress. You know, like it's a little it's poofy on the bottom. It's it's gingham. Come on, it's gingham on the bottom. Um, and then it's like the top. I think that top was the belt, like the crush velvet. Yeah, belts, yeah. You with know puppy sleeves. With the puffy sleeves and stuff. And it's very it's very much a dress for that time period. So if you're going out and you want to look really nice but there was also at that time period to look really nice was like the skin tight mini dresses and all that kind of stuff for people her age and i'm glad they went with the mo- the less like you said sexualized version because that could have easily gone in that direction oh, it's yeah. like a, just picking a different um like style and having too much blue eyeliner on <laughs> or something like that could easily have made it so much like you know it's so gaudy like yeah. gaudy i think is the word we're going for um but i think like but the thing is like the rest of the movie what they're wearing except for the little girl even though it's very 80s i bet you i could bump into people on the street oh, yeah. wearing that right now because 100%. the 80s are back polos yeah.
1: the the varsity jackets mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that the long camel coat is a thing with, oh, like yeah. the long like the colorful brooch. skirt <laughs> That's a thing. That's the thing these days. I'm knitting a scarf right now that looks
1: like the one she's wearing.
0: <laughs> the color blocking. And the... I see where you're getting your fashion from, <laughs> and I gotta say, I love it. It's great. It's all shoe. Yeah, it's jeans. All shoe. I mean, they're wearing jeans and hoodies, and they've got like some Converse on. Like it's yeah. yeah, it's the same as any other day. And I think that's one of the reasons why the movie is aging well is that the style in it isn't. Too excessive. Yeah, yeah. It's not too excessive, except for the scene where they go with the parents and they go into the room with the the coats and it's (laughs) it's all fur coats. That's not a thing anymore. Peta will show up and throw (laughs) blood on you. Um, Well, unless you're wearing a Canada Goose coat, I mean. Oh yeah, that's true. Canada Goose coats are everywhere, but Peta doesn't seem to notice them for some reason.
1: Convenient, yeah. yeah.
0: I guess who guess who one of their sponsors is. I I actually don't know who their sponsors are. It's fine. Um, but yeah, like the fur's not on the outside, so it's fine. <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it works. Thanks. The bird's gonna be dead to get all those feathers. Sadly. But maybe it's one of those things with, like, because, um, like, PETA doesn't go against leather that much, for example. But a lot of leather out there is cow leather or sheep leather that's taken from, like, butchers and all that kind of stuff. So the whole animal gets used and they use their skin for the leather. Whereas, like, if you get, like, fox fur or rabbit fur or um, chinchilla fur, it's they take the skin and the fur off and the rest of the animal goes in the garbage, which is wasteful. Um, I get what they're protesting, but some of the time, I'm just like, you guys are on your... Get get off your high horse. Like, get a shorter <laughs> horse or something. Like, shorter that'd be, horse. That'd be like, get a pony. I don't you know. know. You're
1: talking to a woman that just recently heard about like the whale carrying around her dead calf for 17 days. After all, the whales have not been able to produce a baby for the last three years. And I just want to quit my job and work for the whale. So... <laughs> Potential. Oh my God!
0: What happened to the what? I didn't I know hear about this one. Yeah, you
1: need to look this up. Oh, <laughs> do I want to? Well, I think I just summarized it. Yeah. It was just like she was like basically protest or like so like struck mm. with like grief because apparently whales have a largely developed limbic system in their yeah. brain, and so they feel a lot of empathy. And so this is how she chose to enact her empathy was carrying around her baby. For a pro- they, they've been known to do it for I think like seven days but she did it for well longer than that mm-hmm. and then yeah it was just a super tragic story that is tragic I'm gonna work for the whales <laughs>
0: I would work for the whales too. I like the whales. The whales
1: are pretty cool. Yes. they're gonna save the Earth in the future, according to another Star Trek movie. Well, so. yeah. Trek talk. They're gonna, Tracy.
0: They're gonna come back in time, steal the whale from now, take them to the future to talk to this the aliens that have come to check up on their cousins or something. And they're just like, how come my cousins are talking to me? Hey, are you there? And there's no whale there to be like, yes, yeah, up. We're cool. We're you changing know. that, Tracy. The whales are gonna be there. Yeah, save the whales. Save the whales. You know. I mean, unlike Nelson, if someone said, was nuke the whales. I'm no. Like, you got to nuke something, right? <laughs> no. Don't do that. Save the, Save the, whales. the whales. Save the whales. Will yeah. and will. How about we get like a bunch of idiots together, nuke them, <laughs> have the whales stand by and they'll be saved. No one's getting nuked, Tracy. Nobody's getting nuked. No nukes. One of, one of these days, man. One of these days. Just microwaves. <laughs> no, but aren't we going to like... um. Put a virus into a ship with a nuke on it and send it to an alien spacecraft in space to destroy their them invasion of Earth. I don't know what movie that is. That's Independence oh. Day. What? Oh. what are you talking? Oh. Come on, oh. Jeff Goldblum. You know, it's I'm, some good stuff. I'm only familiar with his dinosaur work. <laughs> It's really good dinosaur work, by the way. <laughs> FYI. Even though I did not see that last movie that came out. I didn't either. Uh, I'm very... Like, everyone I know has seen it hates it. Oh, no! They hate it without so more running in heels? Is oh, that one? God. <laughs> and they, they actually say it's worse than um than the one before it. Oh Yeah. Ooh. They're just like, it's no. They're like, there's no point to it. Like... <laughs> there's a... It, 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 this movie's on a level where... If it comes on TV or slash when it comes on TV or Netflix, I'll probably watch it then. But I'm not in any kind of rush to be that disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay. I'll also, Chris wait. Pratt only Star Lord. <laughs> oh yeah, Star Lord is the only thing. Well, well no, and Andy. Well, and Parks and Rec. He can, yeah, he can go. He's back hardly to recognizable. Is that anymore? <laughs> I know he's got to gain like. Hundred pounds or something to go back to that. Like, just stop working out. Eat your cheeseburgers. Just Come do it. On again. Andy. Yeah. I remember the end of that show because he was working out to do the whole Star-Lord thing and they actually brought it up in the show. And he's like, his character was like, Yeah, just stop drinking beer. That's what his character said. Like, I was like, You know what? Based on the character, I believe that. Yeah, like, that's a very Andy that. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, he should really just stick to being Star-Lord. I think that's his best thing right now. But he also... Wait, no. Did Did you see Infinity War? Okay, so I fell asleep. Oh, God. But Jeff told me what happened.
1: <laughs> but, like, to be honest... Okay, that was my other problem with it. I have the same problem as Infinity War... Yeah. ...as I have with Adaptation. Uh, which is... Get on with it. Like... <laughs> let's <laughs> just like introduce characters endlessly and never tell a story like yeah. that is a way to infuriate me well really the whole quickly. thing about
0: infinity war was all the movies that came before Who? it was the we introduction know this we don't need any introductions they could just be standing in a
1: room together and we'd be like fine i accept this continue <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you have to catch up with, with them you have to know what no. they've been doing for no a you a don't while.
1: <laughs> we don't care. I don't care how they met. I don't care their backstories. I just want to know what they're doing and why are they we together. I to know
0: that like. Um, what, uh, Scarlet Witch and, um, Vision, you know, ran away to Europe to have a little love nest. You need to know these things.
1: Oh, I fell asleep during that fire. I had no idea about that. <laughs> that was like at the beginning of the uh, movie. Maybe I was already <laughs> sleeping because it was that boring.
0: <laughs> Unlike Adventures in Babysitting, action right, right away. Right away. Right okay. away. That whole dance sequence, everybody knows action. about doing that, you know, you're getting ready, you're pumping yourself out, put on your favorite song, you're just dancing that room I Mm. imagine that's
1: what it was gonna be like I remember watching this as a kid I'm like yes that's what it's gonna be like when I'm a teenager
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna put on songs from the 1950s and have cool dresses (laughs) and have choreography done to you know so I sing everything into like my bed, my
1: boyfriend's gonna have a fancy vanity plate (laughs) it's gonna
0: be amazing so cool amazing he
1: did by the way and it was 1984 Buick
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was his dad's car. What was the license plate?
1: 1984 Buick. That was the license plate? Yeah, it was the vanity plate.
0: Oh my God. That's what it
1: is. Like. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes.
0: Love it. Three years before this movie was made. Yeah. Like the movie, this car is older than that movie, but we still made this happen. <laughs> That's the way to go. I like it. I like it. But Uh, then,
1: but yeah, like that part happens really quickly. She dances, gets ditched by her boyfriend, boom, adventure starts happening. Yeah. She's
0: babysitting. It starts. It just goes. Camel coat is on. So apparently, Bradley Whitford, that car was his car and his license plate. (laughs) Like they, I like I, I. read this on IMDb, right? I just like flicking, flipping through it or whatever. I look at the trivia, and apparently that was his car with his license plate that said so cool. So and cool. they put it in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because
1: that's your license plate. It's so
0: cool. Like it's cool, guys. <laughs> Thoroughly.
1: I went to this woman that uh, she was uh, worked as an accountant at a school, mm-hmm. and her license plate was exquisite, starting with X. She was not, <laughs> but it just makes me laugh to this day. Like exquisite.
0: Oh, every once in a while, just pops in your head. You're like, oh, look at you, so ex- look at you, ex- exquisite. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't, mean, uh, if I had a van, I have no idea what I'd put on a van <laughs> license plate if I got one. And also, I would think that because there's so many license plates out there, just by volume, the likelihood of getting the license plate you want it's probably very reduced right now just like with email addresses and stuff right. and usernames like what you i'd have to put like you know cool girl 864 <laughs> at the end or something like
1: for my list of i had to sign up for an xbox username this week yeah. to play solitaire online <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's what all the cool kids are doing these yeah days. they are yeah solitaire uh, and
1: then I was so bad because I could just be toxic, Taco Princess. Mm. I had to be Taco Princess 900. 900? 900. You couldn't even get like Taco Princess one? 2. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. There are that many Taco Princesses Apparently. on Xbox. I hope they're all playing solitaire because we're never going to meet. We'll never know.
0: Yeah, there's something weird about Princess Taco. Did you try Princess Taco?
1: I didn't even try. I didn't even think about that. See, that's the first Uh, thing I do, flip things around. Oh. Yeah. Princess Taco. Well, I don't want to inherit the Taco Kingdom. I just want to be a prince. (laughs) Why
0: would you want to inherit the Taco Kingdom? Taco Kingdoms are great, I'm assuming. You know, crunchy over here, soft over there, lots of lettuce in the background and rivers of cheese. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds oh, fantastic. It does sound pretty
1: good. Okay, yeah. I changed my
0: mind. <laughs> Inherit that kingdom, or take it by force. Oh, the carnitas! Are
1: mine. Uh, only if it's adjacent to the uh, never-ending nacho kingdom.
0: Oh, yeah. You know why? Because yeah. it's my kingdom. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Guys, it's going to take a minute for you to get that joke. I apologize. Thanks. <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I will visit you at both of these kingdoms, FYI, and we'll have a great time, you know. And also, I will join you in the the pillaging of small towns until you reign supreme over everything. Mm. That's delicious. Over- supreme.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to the sour cream. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, I also have a note here. Speaking of the dress that she wore, I remembered I. Everybody in the, every girl in the eighties had something similar to that, and I remember mine. It was black on top. It was purple plaid on the bottom, Ooh. and it had fake suspenders built into it. Ooh. I remember those. It's in one of my school pictures somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where they are right now.
1: I also had a version of that dress. Mm-hmm. It was like crushed velvet on the top, and like black and white check on the bottom mm-hmm. and it was a had a giant fake brooch on it <laughs> on the shoulder and i was just i thought it was the coolest thing yeah. like the, the brooch especially because mm-hmm. was like super adult like it was like because
0: it makes you sophisticated
1: yeah like when you're a kid you don't have jewelry you don't wear brooches like even now like i have brooches and i feel like i put them on i'm like i'm such an imposter
0: (laughs) like people are gonna think i'm a real adult it's no one's gonna believe this yeah they're gonna talk to me for two seconds and they're gonna kick me out so i advocate for jewelry just being embedded
1: onto the garment because then you're like you can't doubt this. It's yeah. like it's either wear it, commit
0: or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just done. Uh, cause I also remember I had a dress that was seafood and green. Mm-hmm. I remember this. And it was like um what I don't even know what that material it's that material that's kind of like it's almost like pattern on pattern, but it's all like kind of silky. Oh. Um but it was seafood and green. It had like puffy sleeves and the short puffy skirt. But sewn into it was a pearl necklace Ooh. on the necklace <laughs> and of course my mom used to make me work to, to church yes um Coffee. with uh with little shoes and like socks that have like the little frills on it and stuff <laughs> god i have pictures of these this is how i remember this so well i promise it wasn't like i talked to a therapist or, a or anything <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah i felt real fancy when i was wearing that dress because yeah. it had pearls on it i mean it you can't fancy. Go wrong with it's that. fancy it's fancy entire. stuff <laughs> So, you know. We all we like anybody who was anybody in the eighties who owned a dress or had somewhere nice to go had a dress that was similar to this oh, in some way, shape yeah. or form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all feel each other's pain at this point in time, and looking back at those pictures, we're like, uh, "Oh my God, what have
1: we done?" The sleeves,
0: <laughs> the sleeves alone are uh, brutal. How did we fit in the into yes. our coats? Well, because even when they bump into or they find the boyfriend oh, cheating, with the girlfriend, the and she's wearing that like pink taffeta dress or whatever with like the big bow and the puffy sleeve and you're just like what is that that was that was high class at that point in time i just couldn't class. get over the high
1: sheen lipstick that oh she was wearing that was like the worst color for her yes it was, like...
0: it was hideous because wasn't she wearing like a, like green yeah. or blue or purple like, like eyeshadow, eyeshadow. And it was like orangey, yes, high shine like coral, like, it was awful. And it just clashed with the, and it clashed with the color of the dress like too. Like she was obviously tacky. Yeah. She was obviously tacky. <laughs> well, I think that was the point. You're just like, she is not me. She is, you know. Uh... <laughs> no yeah that was the that was a super 80s moment in the movie. Yeah. that's for sure that was one of the points where you're just like oh yeah this is definitely in the 80s yeah for sure but aside from
1: that like i think like it's pretty like timeless right like yeah. like tire blowing out all- oh the only other thing that was like t- that kind of like aged the movie for me was that like from that moment they like uh they were on the highway and they get a flat tire and like she's forgotten her purse and i'm like dude where's your phone like, yeah. like, that was the only thing. Like, oh. if she had a cell phone, this movie would be exactly five minutes long. Well, yeah, because like... I
0: was like, she would order her friend an Uber. Yeah. And she wouldn't have to leave and go right. anywhere, and her friend yeah. would be home. That exactly. would be it. Exactly. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I got an Uber for you. Just be outside in five minutes. He's got yeah. your name. That, that would be it. It's, it's movie done. <laughs> movie done. I also yeah. thought it was really funny, like, the... So I really like the writing in this
1: movie because they like do a lot of callbacks. So like they, they reference the fact that she's like she's going on the date and then they reference like the little girl skates and then they reference like they mm-hmm. bring it up at the beginning of the movie and they bring it up at the end of the movie. They mentioned like the Playboy book. They have all these like really great callbacks throughout the movie but the only thing that they never address is like why her friend is running away from home. Yeah. And that one that point for me is like never resolved and
0: I'm like well she's running away from <laughs> home because she hates her stepmother because you're yeah. talking about in the room but they never address it like they're never like oh problem fixed on your way yeah (laughs) like we picked you up but the thing is is they pick her up get her home and they're just like yeah just go home and you're just like (laughs) so she ran away from home for a reason that day even though apparently she's been complaining about it for like a year so that was like something happened that was like the the last straw but you're just like their parents coming home She's just just go away like (laughs) just go away like that's almost a movie in and of itself yeah. right there it's like what
1: this girl is going through yeah and like and she
0: has a torturous night at that yeah, bus station it's
1: terrible it's horrible and like I think of all the people going through the most traumatic thing. hers is the worst like there's a guy with a gun mm. and like she loses her glasses yeah. and
0: like it's really hard for her yeah it's and she's from the suburbs she's not used to being around this this sort of you know vagance, what uh, vagrant's I should say, um, people just being lost and disillusioned and, you know, and she's Lose like so glasses. Like, yeah, cause even like the whole scene where I'm like, she takes off her glasses and puts it down and is not touching her glasses. I'm just like, are you, doing you are, you're <laughs> foolish. You've obviously never been to the big city because that is not a thing that you do. Ever. You fold that up and you put it on your lap over here or you put it down and you have your hand on it. You don't leave it alone. That's not a thing that, that's not how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, But yeah, like, she's just crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. Like, I understand she's,
1: like, the device that makes the story happen, but she's Mm -hmm. also, like, she's interesting
0: enough to me that there could be a whole movie just about her and, like, what she's
1: experiencing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because she's obviously going through something traumatic that's made her run away, and then she realizes she's doing something wrong and she just needs some help. And she's stuck there having more horrible things happen to her. (laughs) But I guess it also shows her how life will be if she ran away. Because you might be stuck in this kind of situation the rest of your life then. Right. You know? And then they also, when they're running to find the... They're running away or they're running... They meet the... The, like the prostitute who's oh, the same yeah, age, seventeen-year-old yeah, prostitute. That yeah. could have that could turn into her friend. You don't know, oh. right? It shows you all these seedy things that could possibly happen, and why this girl needs to get back home. It's really, really important. <laughs> A life of like un undesirable outcomes lay ahead of you exactly i mean there are sometimes the people out there you read the stories about them all the time you're like i went from homelessness and now i own a million dollar beauty company (laughs) i was reading an article the other day about this lady i'm happy for her but imagine so she's one person imagine the 10 million people that did not work out for and they're still homeless and whatever that could have been her. That could have been her. (laughs) I did really like in this movie though,
1: they do kind of like explore that theme a lot of like showing all the people in the city, not Mm -hmm. just like the fancy cocktail party, which is like, I feel like most movies about cities represent, but Mm -hmm. they show
0: like the gang fight, even though it was so silly and exaggerated. That is the lamest gang I've ever (laughs) seen. Both of them. They remind me of like, um, like West Side Story, the sharks and the jets. I thought they were going to just start snapping their fingers anyway. They're like, yeah. Or like the beat it video video or like the bad video or whatever and they start like dance fighting and yeah. that's all i could think of oh
1: yeah it was really funny the version of the the movie i was watching i rented it for the library mm. and for some reason like certain words were like not bleeped but you know like slightly altered yes and so like when they're on that train in the gangs they're, they're throwing around the b word quite a lot mm-hmm. and and but instead of the b word they're saying bit yeah, like bit, 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 and a Really? Yeah, which I thought was like really odd because like just a moment later, uh, Elizabeth Shue like grabs the knife or something, and she says, "Don't f with the babysitter." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, left that in." They left the full f in, but like everything else was bit, 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 and I was like, "What?
0: What? Well, you know what it might be because it's a." PG rated film right yeah. they're allowed to use the F word once in a PG rated film <laughs> do you That's remember them using the F word again in the movie I don't remember yeah any okay. other F word except for that
1: F word yeah but I, that was a good F word I have to say well cause the like, DVD version
0: I have is unedited and there's a lot more swearing in it than I remember cause uh, even in that scene cause they say don't F with the whatever the name of the gang is but on like the TV version stuff it's fool yeah right um, and she says you don't fool with the babysitter right and they don't call her um, the B word they call her a witch I think oh, instead okay. um, like there's a couple of instances of that and like, I, like every time I heard a swear word I was like what I don't there's a lot there. of swearing in this there's, movie yeah there's, there's surprisingly like, like the uncut version there's a surprising amount of swearing in it I just was not I I think it's because over the years I've mainly watched it like on TV it's on like TBS or something right. it's edited down for TV it's all PG and all this kind of stuff so you don't you don't get it they show that movie on Disney like <laughs> they're gonna cut all that stuff out so then I'm watching it and I'm just like oh yeah there is custom in this movie isn't there I get it okay there you go um i was a little bit shocked by it but yeah i looked it up too and i was like oh here are the common phrases that they change in in different languages and all this kind of stuff and i was like okay i'm fine with this um but yeah no i think i think it definitely like i don't think they the swearing is gratuitous or anything i just think Like, it's when they do use it, it's well-placed and you understand why they would use it in the situation. But at the same time, because I'm not used to it being there, I'm just like, what? (laughs) It's like watching a whole new movie again.
1: Yeah. Like, I struggle to find things to watch in... Uh, company with my seven-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and I thought this was gonna be like one of those movies I was like oh yeah I could totally put this on it's fine and like and she was watching it because she kept asking me about the friend like when they were gonna go get her yeah it's <laughs> like, what about the friend what about the friend and I was like I know they're really leaving her hanging yeah and so I know she was watching it but I was like oh as I continue to watch it I was like oh this is more problematic than I remember it being <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a certain point where you're just like, oh, this is probably not not that that kid-friendly. No. Yeah, no. But still a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's still fun, you know. (laughs) Show it again to her when she's like 14. Yeah. She'll she'll enjoy all of it. She'll appreciate it. She'll appreciate it. Even though it it has a seven-year-old in
1: it, Mm. like,
0: the little girl is about that age, I think, right? She's like at eight or nine. Okay. Something like that, yeah. And uh, I I love her obsession with Thor, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. I thought Um, because it would it would have been so typical of the time to like
1: princesses or like even nowadays like I love Barbie Mm. and like no 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 this little girl is like yeah she's like Thor she's about power she's about comic
0: books I I even remember at the time Mm. like thinking like
1: Yes, I like her. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like, I was never like a princessy girl, despite the fact that I'm surprisingly into Barbies. I I do have a thing for Barbie. Um, I was never princessy. I never wanted to be a Barbie princess. I just wanted to have a Barbie doll, right? Um, And I never. I don't like the color pink, even though I do like fuchsia, but that's a much more intense color. Um, I'm not a pink person. I don't care about tiaras and crowns and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I've never wanted to be like a princessy person. But yeah, you see her in there and you're just like, oh, I can choose to be something else. Thank you. (laughs) You know, like, this is allowed. I can pick something that's not considered quote unquote girly and still be a girl and be great and have a good time.
1: Yeah, I remember watching it as a kid and thinking that I was like, "Yes, finally, <laughs> we're doing it! It's a big moment for me." <laughs> this
0: little girl like speaks her mind and likes comic books. Yeah, and it's and it's great. She's she's sprouting, you know, some of the stuff, and she knows what she's talking about. And then she's Vincent, brave. She's brave. Vin she cr- Diesel shows up and she's like, "You're Thor. You need your helmet." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." Her. She climbs out onto a building. Okay. That one I didn't understand. I was like, I get it. You're running from the guy, you're hiding. You're behind a box and he's past you. He's gone down the hallway. And what you think to do is let's go out the window? She's also a little kid. I, know, I I know, but going out the window is just not a thing I'd be like. Yeah, let's do that. It's not a no. It's not a thing I would think. It's just I just thought that was a little drastic. Let's put it that way. Drastic is the word I'm going to go with. Um I just
1: really like the part when she was in the fancy French restaurant and she picks up all the desserts and then heads to the <laughs> toy store. She's like I'm going to
0: I'm going to get sugar and look at some toys. It's <laughs> like yes, that's real life. That's that the is real, real way to life. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been my impulse. I mean, if she just walked out and passed the desserts, I'd have been like, This is not a real no, character. No, this is, no. that is not a real child. I don't believe any of this. This is it's horrible. The worst part is, though, is that she picks it up and she's got gloves on. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's the adult in me. All I think of is like, You're gloves are going to be dirty oh it's a device for later because remember she hits the buttons
1: and then it leads to fingerprints so i again the callbacks like i think
0: this is like well thought about well written but that's that's all i can think i was like like when they showed that i was like see your gloves are gonna be filthy that's what i was oh Although, no. what was with
1: Elizabeth's gloves? Like, she wore those the entire the time. Movie. Like, she's waiting in the hospital and doesn't take off her gloves. Like, Maybe she, she's a germaphobe. I was wondering if, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, is this, like, your secret, like, way to, like, express your, like, I'm okay to wear these gloves the whole time. Right. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to take <laughs> them off.
0: <laughs> We're out of the house. i not buy a sink to wash my hands. Gloves stay on. Everything's going to be fine. Like, they're
1: inside. Like, I feel like even when she's slow dancing with that guy at that mm-hmm. party, like, like she's still I'm wearing so she's, those yeah, gloves. she doesn't
0: take <laughs> them off or anything. She's still got them. Um, yeah, and they're, like, they're in the chop shop, in the thing. They're climbing up. She's still got the gloves on. To get us. They're running. They meet that dude. She's, she's singing a, the blues. She's singing the blues. She's wearing the gloves. Yeah. Actually, that scene really worries me, okay? You have these kids who are clearly, like, I need to go. We need to get out of here. You have to sing the blues. Fine. Okay, you're being a weirdo. Fine. But they clearly spell out what their evening has been their friends at the bus station who might be dead people are chasing us and might try to kill us and then they make a joke and we should be in bed sure but you're in a room with adults who should be like do you want us to help you and they're just like oh you sang your song you can go now it's good have a, have a good time i think in
1: fairness though like if you if, if you got to imagine like this room full of people and everybody's there and they're singing the blues their problems are probably so insignificant
0: compared to everybody no, but, else's but story. what i'm saying no but yeah but those are adults right these are kids <laughs> they're four kids clearly running from something you ask them to sing the blues and they tell you what their night is the yes your problems might be bigger than theirs but at the same time as an adult wouldn't you be like hey like, could, do you want to expl- you at least explain help. this to me a little more? Do you need some help? Where are your parents? Why are you in a blues club in the middle of the night? But also, all the people in that room, do you think they're
1: going to call the police in that moment? Oh, that's
0: true. They're not going to call the police. <laughs>
1: also, <laughs> if, they could
0: have helped,
1: though. They'd be that's like, hey, true. can I give
0: you a ride somewhere? Well, whatever. they did, like, make
1: the the predator, like, the, the potential kidnappers at that moment stop.
0: And sing the blues. Yeah. So I think, if anything, they bought them some time. Some time, yeah. that's true. They they got they let them get away. Okay, fine. So maybe they were paying attention. And it is I'll my it dream, way. though, one day to be like, you
1: know, nobody leaves without singing the blues. <laughs> I'm like, fire on!
0: Ah. I've done it. I've prepared, prepared for it. this
1: my entire life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't wait. What am I supposed to do? No, <laughs> I, this was my chance. <laughs> That would totally be me. Like, all of a sudden, all of my words are gone from my brain. I'm like, I don't know anymore. I have wanted this for so long. It's like, if I finally make it onto Jeopardy or something, and now is like, so tell me about yourself. I'll be like, I, I, I'm on Jeopardy. <laughs> That, and he's like okay and he'll just walk away um, or he'll be, or worse he'll be like I'll tell him something he'll be like oh you're one of those like dorks like he did to that one oh, girl yes. that was cuz i remember watching that, that and I was like oh, oh my god <laughs> don't you dare do that that is not right <laughs> that was a very hard
1: moment for me as a jeopardy fan
0: it was was a very hard moment for me as well i remember just screaming at the tv i think i dressed up for her for halloween that year (laughs) because i was so mad yeah you just stand there unimpressed listening to nerdcore on the side it'd be fine I actually think she won that game too which is she worse. She did. Yeah. Which means you have to see her again the next week and like
1: Sorry. you want to call
0: me a dork again? Let's try
1: this. <laughs> He's, Let's do this. I can't wait for him to be Retired, to be quite honest, like mm-hmm. he's super
0: cranky these
1: days. Oh yeah, like,
0: but I think that's one of the, that's part of the entertainment of it. You're just like, what kind of jerky thing is he gonna say? <laughs> he's gonna be so snide about something or cynical. He'd be like, mhm and just keep what going. What rap lyrics are they making me read this week? <laughs> <laughs> brr, brr. One one week he did like R and B lyrics and it was all like the sexy stuff and he's like, uh I'm going to lick you up and down until you say stop. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> your words are not your own, like, You're just like, this is not what Jeopardy is about. I need a fan. Like, oh my goodness. This is for calling that lady a dork. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> because you know that the Clue crew and, and all of the people Karma. who come up, they're the people who listen to Nerdcore and write Nerdcore, okay? <laughs> You're insulting your whole demographic. <laughs> come on. It's, it's them and just overachievers who don't know anything. It's like, when they have like the college tournament or the kids tournament and they ask them pop culture questions, they have no idea the answer. I'm like, yeah, you just study your science books all the time. You don't even watch TV. (laughs) They don't engage in popular culture. (laughs) They're like, what do you think this is? I'm a scholar. (laughs) They're like, okay. So last week, what color is a TV? I'm like, I don't know. Black guys. Mm." (laughs) It's things. But then they, they know like, The third lieutenant who won the Battle of something in 1296. And you're just like, there's something. What? What? They're on the Ivy Track. (sighs) They are on the Ivy Track. I guess that's why I'm here and they're over there. I still have my fork. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I need one of those forks so badly. I'm starving. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <Ba-ba-na-na-na>. <laughs> I really want to be on Jeopardy. Probably next week. Ba-ba-na-na-na. But it's not gonna happen because I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, because your answers would be weak and
1: it's hard <laughs> Knowing all the questions and the answers. <laughs> She's got the Jeopardy Blues! It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's as
0: good as the dial tone. We are amazing people. We're amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing I noticed about that scene, though, when they ran outside, they were at the Silver Dollar Room, which is in Toronto. Yeah, most of the yeah. the exteriors were in Toronto. Yeah, they um it, the exteriors were Toronto and Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize, I guess maybe because I haven't watched this movie in a long time, I didn't realize... There was anything to do with Toronto at the oh, time. Yeah. But yeah, like the the house they're in and all that kind of stuff. All Toronto. Yeah, time.
1: all Toronto and yeah. the like
0: the Bloor uh Benina area.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the annex. But yeah. the
0: silver silver dollar rooms no more. I, know. You? I know. It's, it's all sad. boarded up, they're ripping it down, all that kind of stuff. Never been in there. Um, it's probably something. Oh, it's I super gross! Done. No, no, it was no. super gross. It needed okay. to be ripped out. <laughs> well, I guess also that was like in the eighties, so it was probably not that bad in the eighties. But oh, I, just... I think it was bad. I, I was there
1: like in the 90s and then the early 2000s and it was it was always
0: equally disgusting okay well then i'm fine. i did not go in there and i'm good with it then and i did apparently did not miss out on an experience no. that would have was life-changing or anything um you probably don't have hepatitis b for it yay <laughs> i'm winning i'm winning making it happen i like this Uh, what else what other notes do i have lamest gangs we already talked about Vincent D'Onofrio um he was pretty back in the day oh he's good he had beautiful blonde hair yeah
1: he was was gorgeous also that house party that they went to how how cool was that house band
0: (laughs) it was so lame almost as as cool as the so cool license plate
1: Like, those, the, these people that thought they were, like, so, like, hip, they were not. not. And I was like, no. can you
0: imagine just being, like. That was, like, the cheesiest <laughs> frat party I think I've ever seen in a oh, film yeah. at any point in time. And that,
1: those, the moves that he was making, it was so yeah. gross. So I was like, this feels a little, ew. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Oh, and, and... I just remember that scene with, like. The girl that's hitting on Anthony
0: Rapp. Yeah, and just pulls him aside, and it's just, like, on him. I'm like, yeah, Whoa.
1: and, like, and, yeah, it's just so disturbed. I remember as a kid watching that, and it just being so disturbed about, like, oh, is this is what, like, teenage partying is like, and, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so... Terrible and fake and oh, uh, like I re- it just it felt icky as a child watching it. Yeah. And every time I watch it, it still continues just to feel so icky to yeah. me.
0: Because well, no, I was watching it too. I'm like, he's 14, and you're probably like 20, and
1: ew. And she's asking him to go to bed. Yeah. Like, and I was like,
0: like, oh, make better
1: choices. Yeah. Don't do that. Why Why do you- I- and she's like flirting with him in like this really obnoxious way. Like yeah. I'm like oh, it's and something. it's not
0: even fl- it's flirting at him but telling her about all telling him about all of the wrong things her current boyfriend is doing yeah and what she's really looking for and yeah. you're just like but he hasn't said a word yet so you don't actually know what he is or what he's doing in any way shape or form so what exactly are you looking for it <laughs> doesn't make any sense but well, he does say she's a bodacious babe that is true <laughs> i mean once bodacious gets dropped ooh. ooh. You can't (laughs) say no to that. gotta love it. Yes. Bodacious babe indeed.
1: But also the, so I think like that part was problematic. And then the other part problematic for me was like, the guy, the the tow truck driver, mm-hmm. initially who like picks them up, Pruitt? yeah, yeah, and like and then like takes them to his house. I'm assuming they just starts firing a gun yeah. <laughs> over the kids at somebody who's sleeping with his wife, presumably. Yeah, I was just like that. I find that problematic too. Like, well, yeah, yeah. like it's adventure. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not. The movie promised adventure. This is it's adventure, adventure, yes, for sure. But it was just like. I don't know. I just wish that maybe a gun didn't have to be
0: brought into the equation so quickly. Like, they escalated that really quickly. Well, I think it was the, like, no, it's not the only way they would have gotten out of the the car, but I mean. But not just out of the car, out of the car and into a car thief's car. Car, Yeah. (laughs) Which is they? I mean, he was a very chivalrous thief. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, he
1: was great. Like yeah. he was, yeah. And he even ultimately helped them later on. Mm-hmm. And like I, and I think he was just got uh, more like a guy caught in the circumstance of the situation. Yeah. And, and he was even like trying to protect them by not just dropping them off anywhere. Mm-hmm. He took he took them back to where he perceived they could be safe, but mm-hmm. were not. Yeah. But it, it was just like. I just thought it was very funny that they, they escalated it so rapidly. Right. It was just like, you you don't just have a flat tire. Mm-hmm. You are now with a guy who is in a, a... You're in mortal
0: danger. You are in
1: mortal danger. You are in peril. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I know he additionally wasn't going back to his house, but if he didn't get that call, he they would have made it to the garage just yeah. fine and whatever. Yeah. But what's surprising to me is the fact that Despite the fact that he was fighting with that dude that was sleeping with his wife and shooting his gun, he still managed to get the car to the, <laughs> yes, the mechanic at some guys. point in time, <laughs> who had enough time to fix everything on the vehicle. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, what? E- even just watching, rewatching the movie recently,
1: I was already had like problems with the fact that the little girl wasn't wearing a seatbelt in the car. <laughs>
0: That is legit though. That That's is legit. legit. Yeah, like why aren't you like why aren't you wearing your seat? I why love aren't that you that, wearing your seat belts? Yeah. The thing is, is if you watch movies now with little kids, they, like everybody have their seat belts on, people are clicking in. You see, but in the eighties and stuff, if you have it, Violin. on you're fine. If you don't, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, it's obvious. You're just like. Why don't you what? And how come she's sitting in the front seat? That's even more dangerous because she's tiny. Yeah, she could. She should be in the back. It's dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: not right. It's not right. I don't. It's so like, I thought that was like, it was, I guess, not shocking, just like surprising, I guess, as an adult with a child Mm. watching it and being like, oh oh yeah because
0: mm. you you're clicking her in i know i'm clicking that's the first thing i'm doing yeah you get in you click then you click yourself and then you go like that's that's how it works you
1: know it's just like it was such a uh, obvious like i guess sign of the times it was mm. like a very 80s moment because yeah. it's was like like i imagine like if they were to remake this movie they'd they'd have to construct a very interesting reason why none of them had cell phones because mm-hmm. i bet you even that little girl would have a cell phone mm-hmm. and then like also
0: yes he'd be clicking in <laughs> but they they did a remake a few years ago for did like they? disney channel i oh. did not watch it i, I re- didn't even see it. i refused to watch it that's not a thing that's It cool probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been as good i no, imagine i don't think so it
1: probably wouldn't put them in the same level of peril
0: no it'd probably be something really like we got lost and somebody pointed us that way, but we should have gone that way. And oh no, I don't think anybody's getting stabbed in the foot and attacked by gangs and shot at. A playboy centerfold. A playboy centerfolds or anything (laughs) like that. So... I don't know, but I'm not watching it. I don't have any need to watch it. No. I I know my adventures in babysitting and I'm good with what it's I got. It's right chew or now. nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they should know better. That's just how it is. Imagine she makes like a cameo in that movie or something. Oh, oh my yeah, 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 yeah. that would be good. I'd be fine with that. Um yeah. Uh yeah, I I just thoroughly I really thought this movie was going to age badly. I was like, oh no, it's going to be one of those like 80s movies yeah. that's going to age really horribly. And yeah. I'm like, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it oh, beginning yeah. to end. No. There's some questionable stuff in between, like we said, but still, it's good stuff. Oh, it's a good movie. It's, it's a good solid
1: stuff. adventure movie.
0: Yeah. Adventure starts right away. Mm-hmm. Key. Key. There's no. There is no, There's there is character development, but there's no actual slowdown of the storytelling or anything. Right. There's no excessive focuses on stuff. Nobody gets lost. As you said, they do lots of like throwbacks and touchbacks to different things. Because even when they get home, and she's like, "Oh no, I lost my one skate," you're like, "Well, we're gonna have to leave it. We need to yeah. get home." But the skate finds its it way comes back, back. back, and you understand why it's important because it's got her address on, and like the boy of her dreams I has know. it.
1: Same song at the bit of beginning of the movie, the end of the, end the of movie. The I love pulling, that full
0: circle, pulling Old it all together. Subtle. Yeah, <laughs> loose but ends tied, tied off. Yeah, but my only thing is though is that like. I'm glad he helped them and everything, but they had known each What she was? How long was she in line to pee? Like fifteen minutes, ten minutes?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that whole thing
0: unfolded with them. Yeah, in ten minutes, and I'm like, wow, you do quick work, girl. <laughs> Damn, it's the gloves. It's The gloves. <laughs> it's, 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 it leaves them. It's a. Uh, it's mysterious.
1: And the that jazzy house band oh yeah they made magic happen yeah. the, <laughs> some sultry saxophone on he there. had like oh. these sailor style
0: pants on with their double <laughs> button up
1: the side i'm really happy i did
0: not notice that <laughs> i i did not pick that part out <laughs> at all smooth <laughs> operator <laughs> oh i love the little bits in there oh. uh but the other thing is too is i like the fact that um her parents when you see them at the party her mom's just all about the food and the drinks. Oh, like, oh yeah no, no, we'll stay and have another drink and eat some more <laughs> she's like this is delicious she is having a good time yeah. she's a lady who doesn't get to go out that often and she's like we're doing all of this yeah you know i,
1: I do i do like like uh i think it would pass like the the bechdel test if uh because like it, it primarily is about like a, a female protagonist I think she has a conversation with probably the little girl that's not about another boy. Mm -hmm. And, like, and, and, but, yeah, it's not just about, like, her getting revenge on her boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, like, she is truly, like, having an adventure. And, like, it's not about just, like, her ambitions to be in a couple or, like, the men she meets along the way are just kind of, like... Happenstance, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the point of the evening. She's just mm-hmm. trying to keep the kids safe. Although I do think she is a terrible babysitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does get them home safely. She though. does. Yeah. Well,
1: the, uh, like that I that mean, part that where they yeah. duck in the car when they're doing the Ferris Bueller race home. That's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And she's a, She makes bad choices. Like, yeah. I think even she would recognize that. But I do like, like, the motivations of this, like, the plot line aren't driven by, like, oh, my boyfriend.
0: Yeah, oh. she doesn't whine and talk about him the whole night. No, she doesn't care. She, yeah. She's like, <laughs> until, like, so, um they get in the car and then the one kid asks her about it. Then she mentions it, but then they don't talk about it anymore until they bump into him at the restaurant. And then after that, they literally don't talk about it anymore. So she's not, she's not one of those like heart stuck on him people who's just like, well, she's like, Oh, I could have been with my boyfriend instead of doing this. Oh, I could have been doing this instead of doing this. Oh, I could, you know, yeah. that's not yeah, what yeah, she yeah. does. No, she just gets on with her life. Like yes. sure. She might be, heartbroken i guess but she knows like whining about it and stuff is not really going to help right and she they do pass the test because even when her friend calls her oh, on the right, phone yeah. they don't talk about boys they talk about each other <laughs> and she's like i'm going to help you and, and that's the conversation that they have right yeah So it's good. It works out. It's just surprising how
1: rare that happens in movies. Yeah. Even nowadays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like I think about um, movies that even like female led movies and all that kind of stuff. Look at like Wonder Woman, for example. She doesn't, she talks to the secretary and they talk to to the secretary about Chris Pine's character, like the guy. Yeah. And that's the only interaction that they have. And I'm like... (laughs) that's not a good thing is it no and but the thing is you're like this is a woman's movie it's about women powers this and this and like but you don't have two women talking to each other
1: like rarely maybe in the at the beginning part when they're like oh i guess
0: you're on third third bathing and like
1: braiding each other's hair hair, but
0: yes uh i must have (laughs) like the thing is with that wonder woman movie is i find that all of those Amazons are much more interesting. Oh, I know.
1: I wanna watch that movie. Yeah. Like on yeah, in their like their yeah, world. All, all, and like, and
0: Thermoscura. Yeah. The stuff that they do and all that kind of stuff while, you know, Diana's like a child or something maybe. Yeah. And, you know, just going through their training and their days and saving the oh, world I'd watch and all that the shit. Of stuff. Out of I'd them. watch I mean, I'd that. I'd watch movie. the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I would watch that movie. I found them when they left the island I was disappointed because I'm like i want to see that i want to see this i I want to see see what's happening yeah i want to see female friendships forming and i want to see like how they live their lives and because there's no men they don't have men to talk about so we could actually see two people talk about something (laughs) you know like they actually have conversations about stuff right not about you know oh what dress should they wear to make this boy look at their butt
1: I don't know what you possibly mean since we're only two women <laughs> talking <laughs> to each other. What could we possibly have to
0: say? <laughs> you know, it's impossible because everything is about men. So we have to bring them up at some point in time. Just letting you know. Uh, so, one last thing so, one thing you may not know watching this DVD. Uh, so, the DVD version I have has film recommendations Ooh. on it. And I was just so curious. I'm like, what? Film recommendations? Do they have on this, which I thought was like would blow my mind. The, this was the list of movies they had listed: Splash, oh. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, Eddie, which is actually a Whoopi Goldberg movie yeah, I where that she's one. an executive. Yeah, Son in Law.
1: Son in Law. Yeah,
0: Son in Law. You know the Polly Shore masterpiece, oh, oh. Um, the Distinguished Gentleman, which is the Eddie Murphy movie. The Associate, which is another Whoopi Goldberg movie, if I remember correctly. And um, I was like, what? None yeah, of the- those movies feature teenagers
1: in any way. Yeah,
0: there's very little... I mean, they all sort of have side Some hijinks. of them have female protagonists. Yeah. Some of them do. But, yeah, half of them but don't. But, like,
1: most of those female protagonists are, like... Except for, like, the executive, mm-hmm. like... They're all like romantically driven yeah. stories, which is like nice. very different. Yeah, and like, well, unless I, you count the men's stories, which are adventure based. But yeah,
0: <laughs> but these, but also none of these movies are PG movies either. They're <laughs> they're PG thirteen or R rated or not R rated. What's above? No, it's yeah PG thirteen or higher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're not for kids. I mean, this is technically a, a kids, kids movie. movie. Like, why not Goonies? Mm. Yeah, like why didn't you put? I mean, but maybe it's based on the the studio or something. It was just like the movies that they had coming up or, or had recently released, and they just put them on there or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Did they show trailers? No, the trailers weren't on there. Oh. They just had, they just had them. Well, maybe they. Did. I didn't actually click on any of them. I just <laughs> scrolled through the list. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I mean, and these were all movies done in the nineties. Which I thought was interesting. I guess that's when they just made the DVD. Yeah, I guess whatever came out, right? I don't know. I just thought I just thought that was an interesting tidbit to throw in there, and I was just kind of confused. I'm like, none of these go together. What yeah, are you even- this movie is very different from all of those things. Yeah, like
1: I do like the the associate a lot because like mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, Or no, Eddie is where she pretends to be a man and Mm. then like only gains respect as a business person because she's pretending to be a man. Yeah. (laughs) Which is great.
0: So that's female empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So it's kind
1: of like an adventure, not really adventure because it's mostly like in closed doors like i guess like the costume could be the adventure part but it's not Mm -hmm. even adventuresome like it's like
0: it's finance yeah Mm. there you go excitement through numbers Mm -hmm. i like it but yeah that's it for me on that one but anything else to say about Adventuresome babysitting i love that movie i vote that you should keep it Um, i will be keeping that one i enjoy it thoroughly myself yes Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here and talking about these two movies with me. One that I apparently should just throw out and one I should definitely keep close to my heart as long as possible. Um, And I will possibly sort of go along with that. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's it for this week of uh, Off My Shelf. You can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf or you can send emails to OhMyShelf at gmail.com next time i will be talking about the adventures of indiana jones i'm really looking forward to that episode because i love those movies I uh, hope you'll be here to listen